This is Carb Face for Radio. I'm Lori Wooliver, sometimes malcontent, sometimes food writer. And I'm Chris Thornton, flippity dick. Hey, I've got a little bit of a cold, so I'm going to try that again. Hey, Lori. Hey, Chris. Hi. How are you? <laughs> so good. How you doing? I like the sunshine in your voice. <laughs> I will tamp it down. I yeah. will kill it. <laughs> and its family. And burn their house down. Uh, no, I'll keep it up. I'll keep it up, maybe. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think people have come to expect that of no, us. Yeah, no. What did you eat today? So far, I had my favorite breakfast that I have been eating every day, mostly. It's one egg beaten, cooked uh, omelet style in a pan with a little bit of butter, salt and pepper, and then I flip it, and then I put it on the plate, and I add some cottage cheese and some more salt and pepper, and then I give it a half a teaspoon of maple syrup, and I roll it up, and what I call it is, and I got called out for this recently, but what I call it is poor man's blints. It is delicious. It fills me up. I love it. Okay. Sounds like a nightmare. It's delicious. What's wrong? Eggs and cottage cheese and maple syrup and salt and pepper? No. And butter? Do not like that flavor profile. Uh, You lost me at cottage cheese and then I died. I understand. When you did the maple syrup. I understand. I spent, I wasted 30 years of my life thinking I hated cottage cheese. And you actually love it? And then I started eating it again and I was like, oh my God. Now I'm nervous if I've got like less than half a container of cottage cheese in my fridge at all times. What do you do? Do you go to Food Town? Yeah, I go to Food Town. <laughs> yes. Which aisle's that in? Uh, that is in the dairy aisle. And that's a good place for it. Right. I mean, and I and I don't like your fancy fucking cottage cheese. I'll tell you right now. Even Cabot, even these you know big brands that pretend to be boutique. I don't like fancy boutique cottage cheese. That's I don't fine. want your artisanal cottage cheese. I want friendship brand yeah. or Crowley or some br- any brand that is uh, that I know it is made in a big factory yeah. by the multi-million gallon full every day. I do not want your handcrafted cottage cheese. It does not taste good. I will I will fight you to the death on that. Who's your enemy right now? <laughs> the state of Vermont. <laughs> uh artisanal handmade everything yeah although some of that stuff i like you know but i just but not cottage not for cottage cheese cheese. there are certain things that need to be ketchup i mean i think that's a well that's well-worn territory things like ketchup cottage cheese Mm -hmm. i i can't think of a third example mustard mustard sure things i don't know i don't i don't i just don't give a shit about like i just give me my Goulden's or my Grey Poupon, and I'm happy. I don't. Wasn't there a mustard store for a while in Brooklyn? There was a mayo store. I know. There There could have been a mustard. There was a mustard store somewhere in Manhattan, like on Fifth Avenue. Are you mad about that? A little bit. I'm not. What does it say about our values? It says nothing. Yeah, who's forcing you to shop at the mustard store? No one is forcing me to shop there, but it's just like as a snapshot of our culture. Fancy mustard, mm-hmm. like you know those, like a eight ounce jar of mustard in a, in a fancy mustard store on Fifth right. Avenue is twenty bucks, sure, at least, yeah, right. So I'm not buying it. No, I'm neither am I, and I think it actually closed. 
thank fucking God. Well, there you and go. And it was a French brand. I'm sure they were, it was just oh, fuck brand em. extension. But the idea that it's just a, a whatever. I mean, I'm getting really earnest here, but just this idea that we're giving over more and more mm-hmm. space in the world and space in our lives to luxury items yep. and luxury real estate yep. and education and all these things that are really only available to a very small percentage of the world. You know, airplane private hotel rooms within airplanes that cost like $50,000 for, you know, one way to Oman or whatever. It's just like, what the fuck is wrong with humanity? I'm, uh, (laughs) who's your enemy right now? I need to bring it Who's your enemy? You know, who isn't? (laughs) 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 Who isn't? Including myself, really. Here's what I'm I'm going to say. Hypocrite writ large. Absolutely. You are. You're drinking your fancy street coffee with a Dairy Queen napkin. Yes, I know. (laughs) Wrapped around it. I would say everything is a level of elitism. Is there a, and it's even, it's not even an American that, so I went, I got the coffee from the cart uh, on the, on Sixth Avenue and uh, the guy gave me it with a Dairy Queen napkin and I look closely and it's a Canadian Dairy Queen napkin. It's DQ.ca. Do you think they're better? And it's got French uh, recycling information on the back. Do I think That's exotic though. It is. That had to travel. I like it actually because it means that they were like, who gives a fuck if it's a Dairy Queen napkin? It's a usable item. Let's use it. Uh, or, or that he stole it from somewhere. Or he bought I it on like the secondary believe, market. Yes. I have to believe they were. it was a secondary market. I don't believe anybody's you know, running nighttime <laughs> <laughs> napkin raids into Toronto mm-hmm. or Montreal or yeah. anywhere. Other, other cities, <laughs> other places in Canada where there's a DQ. I don't think anybody's stealing those. Maybe. I think they said, we don't need these anymore. We don't need napkins here in Canada. Right. We're fine. We're so evolved. We can eat a peanut butter, peanut butter parfait without dribbling it on our chin. We can have a dilly bar. We can have a you, buster bar. You know the we whole can, menu. <laughs> we can have a, a, a misty drink without spilling it all over ourselves. Can we create a blizzard, a s'mores blizzard, a Butterfinger mm. blizzard, a uh i'm out of blizzards there yeah. are more blizzards ah there's there's uh uh banana split blizzard oh certainly and what? just went to a dairy queen in indiana no in the poconos okay in the poconos come see come so <laughs> take it easy i'm ready to get rid of books though i'm not all books but i got a not the ones you bad read. eclectic book collection that needs to be thinned What's a book you would get rid of right now? Uh, a book that I just gave away, although I sort of enjoyed it, but again, felt that I was wasting my time reading it, yeah. was Andy Cohen's most recent book. Oh, sure. Uh, That's fun. You, had, you read it. Yeah. You're good. Somebody left it in the lobby of my building. I brought it into my apartment. I read about a quarter of it. I lost interest, not because it wasn't great, but just because I have a short attention span. Right. I got buried in a pile of books, and right. then I brought it back out to the lobby, put it there, and somebody else took it to enjoy I don't like, even though I understand everyone has their good, you know, their own taste. I don't love when people are like, yeah, like my parents, when I was home for Thanksgiving, my parents were like, well, you know, we're not really, we don't, we didn't really enjoy the last season of Parts Unknown. (laughs) Giving you notes. Yeah. I was like, well, first of all, I don't even work on that show. Like I don't, I can't, you know, I can't take offense or responsibility or credit or anything for that show. Although I'm very happy to be associated with people who do work there, but also like, Thanks. Great. You know, what do you guys do all day? (laughs) (laughs) 
like I don't I don't love I, I I'm I'm not great with criticism I'll be honest I'm an extremely defensive person yesterday I've never was, witnessed that never I'm so defensive <laughs> yesterday I picked my kid up from his after school program and he was like did you know today was college day at school and like I had known it at some point but had forgotten and didn't at all prepare him in any way and I was like Mm, I guess I forgot, you know? Yeah. Uh, and he was Never like... Never be honest with your child. He was like, well, you know, I saw that you put the Syracuse sweatshirt on my, my bed, but you didn't tell me to wear it. And so I wore a different sweatshirt and I didn't have any college gear on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, I was like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I just like completely overreacted in yeah. a way and was like, I'm trying my best here. And he was, you know... Rightfully, like, okay, lady, I think you need a snack. Did uh, you? I needed a snack, yeah. Did you I have did. one? I did, yeah. What'd you eat? Uh, cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, Good work. Cereal is... It's great. Cereal, I, you know, I think about that movie um, Fed Up that came out a few years ago. Did you see it? Documentary about sugar in the United States. Sugar, obese, childhood obesity, the food system, yeah. It's very good. It's super depressing, and just in terms of like, if you get depressed about like the state of humanity or the state of our country, sure, easily. Uh, but I, I always remember this. Lori David was a producer, right. and um, I went to some of the promotional stuff where she was talking about it, and she talked about how she used to eat cereal, but cereal is poison, and she misses the crunch. So now she crunches on nuts and seeds, oh, and I always feel very guilty when I pour myself a bowl, bowl of cereal thinking about slim, attractive, youthful-looking Lori David uh, telling everyone how cereal is poison. Can you imagine? Being her daughter? S- no, I don't. I'm sure she's great. Uh, be fucking rich. That would be great. Um, just think, substituting the crunch of <laughs> nuts and seeds yeah. for cereal. I know. I, you know, I, you could also say I get the great ice at Sonic Drive Through, and I mm-hmm. substitute that for for cereal. It's not the same thing. Yeah, it's not. It is not. It's not a sugar hit. It's not the rush. It's not connected. I know. In any way, but God bless her. Good for her. Well, if you were to like by volume eat as much nuts and seeds as you eat in a bowl of cereal, you would consume like roughly two thousand calories. You'd eat your whole calorie Am I not supply supposed for the to day. Do that? And, you know, probably 150 grams of fat. I'm just saying. Okay. But, you know, good on you. That's going to be the name of this segment, yes. Uh, this yeah. segment? Yes. Okay. Or the, the recurring segment, Unfuck My Life. Okay. Anthony uh, It sa- sounds, uh, sounds, wor- oh, well, it's, 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 it's my segment? Well, yeah, so it's, it's our listeners and maybe sometimes our imaginations mm-hmm. uh, coming up with some problems that we uh, would like your input on. Yes, um, happy to help. Recognizing that you are not a licensed uh, certified social worker or any kind of uh, trained mental health professional, but somebody who has seen some well, shit. I have no problem giving unsolicited, uh, <laughs> untrained advice to strangers. And Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. <laughs> Anthony Bourdain, I am terrible at making close friends, and I hurt the friends I do have. Please unfuck my life. Wow. Terrible at making close friends, and you hurt the close friends that you have. Uh, welcome to my world. Uh, gee, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sort of shocked and, and stopped in my tracks by this question because uh, I'm, I'm similarly uh, uh, incapable uh, or, or inept at uh, making friends uh, for longer than a week. 
Uh, I mean, I make a lot of friends around the world while I make the show, but, but you know, it's unburdened by the responsibility that comes with friendship. You know, I don't remember birthdays or anniversaries or, you know, any of those things. I'm terrible at friend maintenance. The, the, the few close friends I have are largely, you know, fellow circus freaks or people I work with. Um, you know, uh, yeah. What a dilemma. Gee, I don't know what to do. You know, drink. Great. I mean. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, I mean, I think I've, I, by necessity or by sheer gravity, I uh, limit myself to other sort of people with the same kind of uh, social uh, misfits. Uh, you know, people who work a real lot don't have time for the, the kind of friend, you know, friend maintenance that most people have. Uh, you know, people who are equally self-centered and uh, delusional, meaning. Uh, you know anyone who anyone who writes for a living or or tells stories on television or film or uh, you know is generally I mean that that's not normal that's aberrant behavior, um, but but you know it's behavior that I understand and relate to. Uh, so people who live in the kind of the, the kind of same freakish uh, uh, transient uh, half life that 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 I live uh, are obviously you know we're going to understand each other. I mean. Uh, you know, if I don't see Eric, you know, maybe my closest friend is Eric Repair. Uh, you know, if, if, uh, we don't hear from each other for three months. Uh, we don't have to apologize for it. We're both busy. We both travel a lot. Uh, you know, our assistants call each other. You know, it's like, is Eric available for a drink? We communicate through assistants. Um, you know, that's not normal. Uh, and yet here, you know, we're still very good friends, largely because I think, you know, I understand the world he lives in. And he, he understands the world I live in. And it's... You know, we're just, uh, we're unreliable for certain things. It's Lord. a tragic, that, that, that's like totally not a funny answer, but wow, tough question. I don't think, I don't think we're looking for always funny. You know what, you know what's weird? Um, I've had numerous solicitations through uh, my agent, and I think through Laurie as well. Like, famous people often try to set up bro dates. Really? Through their agents. It's like the weirdest thing Ever. Why wouldn't you go on them? So basically, if, and I'm totally hypothetically here, right. if Matthew McConaughey's people reached out to your people and wanted to know if you wanted to run down the beach with the shirts off together and yes. your baseball hats on backwards, uh, you, would, you would jump at that? Well, listen, it's not looking real good when I take off my shirt, but hell yes, absolutely. See, that is a bro date I would probably decline. Yeah, I, I mean it's just sort of weird. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it is. I mean, call me, just get my number, call me yourself, which would have been more different. I mean, it's just weird. I saw you on TV and thought we might be friends. That's that's like so sad. But people do that to you all the time, right? I, I, I have had a number famous. of overtures yes, from famous <laughs> right? people through third parties, which is kind of strange. Have you, you ever, have you ever said yes to one? Uh, there was a th backstage th visit that you said yes to. Yeah, that was a backstage tour. visit. I mean, that's different. But you don't want to go hang, grab a few brews, you know, bro out. Yeah. Uh, there have bongos. also been some romantic, uh, you know, uh, some some attempts to match me up with famous, you know, famous people. Sure, sure. Um, which I also thought is like, I mean, it's also weird. It's it just is that how it's done? A I, lot of I people project a lot of stuff onto yeah. you um, I as the filter for a lot mm -hmm. of that stuff um, a lot of people see you on TV and assume that 
you want to talk to them about their semester abroad or right. whatever it is or their, <laughs> you know, knives. Um, and sort of, I think, forget that you are actually a human right. being with, you know, a full complement yeah, I mean, of feelings and look, ideas. I'm a pretty fucked up human being, but I have not reached the point where, like, you know, and I'm lonely a lot. I spend a lot of time traveling around, uh, looking out at nice views from hotel rooms. But it really never occurred to me to call my agent and say, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, call up, uh, you know, Woody Harrelson. He looks cool. You know, maybe we'd hang out. I, I, I just wouldn't. Uh, that, that would seem like very uncool. And actually, Woody Harrelson seems like a sort of guy who I'd like to hang out with, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I'm not, you know what I mean? That Yeah. That seems like a bad way to start a relationship. All right, let's yeah. say Woody Harrelson is a big fan of podcasts, mm. and he hears this, and he's like, yeah, I would totally like to hang. Right. Would you yeah. do it? Yeah, with Woody Harrelson. Okay, great. We, I mean, we have friends in common, so yeah, there's a connection there. And, so that's not completely yeah. weird. He's a vegan. Ooh. Oh, shit. Is he? All right. We've yeah, been we're Helen some time going. to settle in, but yeah, whenever you're, you're ready, pick up your mic. There's water for you. Water. Do I have to wear this? No. <laughs> yes. Just so I can remember your name. <laughs> that would be great. I also want to check levels. Water in a coffee cup? And with a, this, yeah, with this, a lid. So if you spill. This is like very like late night talk show. Thank you. You know, those coffee mugs are not full of coffee. Well, I'd, what are they full of? I always assumed it was water, but it just now occurred to me. It's probably alcohol. Could be anything. Yeah. Could be anything. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably not milk, though. They wouldn't. Mm. It's not good for your. Mm. Clogs up the vocal cords. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about mouth noises. Do you like it when you can hear people smile? (laughs) Oh God. You know, like when it's like when they (laughs) smile and it's like. (laughs) You can hear the corners of their mouth just like. Gotta be honest, I, I, I would. I keep saying I would kill that person. I can't say that. I, I would punch that person in the neck. That's probably going to lead to death. Yeah. Can I punch him in the ear? Yeah, sure. Okay. Thanks. Injury, at least. Uh, emotional fine. injury? Yeah. Do you guys yeah. know what boxing someone's ears means? I think I know. I always, like, I grew up reading, like, horrific Victorian children's yeah. literature, as we all did. And, like, I always sort of assumed it meant, like, kind of, like, pulling them out from your head. Because they never mm. describe, like, mm-hmm. you know, the governess boxed his ears, parentheses, here's what boxing your ears is. Right. And so I kind of, it turns out it's, like, clapping your hands yeah. really harshly on sure. the outside of both peop- of both ears. And it creates a vacuum that causes intense pain because your eardrum is so sensitive to pressure changes. Oh, my God. And if you box someone's ears hard enough, you can rupture their eardrums. But it's, like, this powerfully painful thing. Oh, I don't know why this is on my mind. Well, I, I, I want to lean into this and just yeah. ask, who would we box? Whose ears would you box, Lori? Oh, God. Are we going? I don't know. All right, I mean, everybody, but, sure. like, no, nobody. It sounds terrible. That sounds awful. Does it? Yeah. Physical violence solves very little. Yeah. Except soothing my personal anxiety. (laughs) Right. It feels like a good release for me. It's more about me than it is about you. The Mm. things, I mean, this is, I feel like this is, this is dark hole territory, but the things (laughs) that used to be, and I'm sure still are perpetuated against children as a form of trying to get them to do better behavior. Just, it's like, yeah. I don't know. You just took my lighthearted joking about I violence know. and made it very serious. This is my. That's Thank what you, she does. No, that's is, what she this does. This is why I'm terrible at improv. She reminds you that you I'm are like, a bad person. Yeah, but which is really good for me. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes I forget I'm awful. No, as am I. Can I tell you something really funny? I was given the feedback in in my daily life that I'm too nice. Hmm. I know. I have gotten this too. And you think I'm an asshole? So are you? Awful. We're the worst. Awful. I mean, I think there are probably a lot of people 
who would hear me say that I have been told I'm too nice and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because you're an asshole. But like. Right, right, right. Where does it come from? Is it from someone in a position of power? Is it someone who thinks you're being taken advantage of? Just that I need to give better feedback. Oh, like you like, like I, I let too much oh, beautiful bullshit. You avoid conflict. I don't think I do. You know what I do? I take it away and do it myself. Mm. Oh, that's, that's like very a management style thing. I weren't, it's not in my management life. Oh, okay. All right. Jesus, Lori, stop Fa- crying. Well, when I say but management, no, I mean they're, they're your family. the same thing. They're all the same thing. I'm this mm-hmm. is like back when I used to manage people mm-hmm. in the previous iteration of my life, um, I was thrust into this management role with no prep. Like mm-hmm. some people mm-hmm. left and suddenly I inherited like five or six direct reports and oh I was God. a baby and I had no mm-hmm. idea what I was doing. Yeah. And I asked my boss for help and he was like, I don't fucking know how to manage people, which like evidently he did not. And um, he sent me to the HR department and the HR department was like, we don't really have resources, but here's some stuff. And it was all about how to like get your sales reps to hit their monthly goals. Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. motivate people to sell. And I was an editor. Like I was <laughs> editing freelance writers and illustrators and managing a team of editors and writers. And I was like, this is not remotely helpful. So yeah. I set out, this is getting somewhere, I promise. Yeah, keep going. So I set out to teach myself how to be a manager because I'm obsessive and intensely competitive and I need to win at everything that I do. And, um, and what I wound up stumbling on almost by accident but it turned out to be brilliant, was parenting guides for dealing with gifted toddlers. Oh, my God. Like, guides dealing with super, super smart kids under the age of five are the best management guides I've ever read. We're going to ask you for some tips off the top of your head. It's okay if you fumble. Just try to do it. Top five. Number one, what's the number one tip? Number one absolute best tip ever for anything in your entire life, and this is like a fail-proof manipulation technique, and it works super well. Because, like, all of management in a work context or like a personal life context is basically just benevolent manipulation, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, I need you to do a thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I want you to do the thing in a way that makes you feel good and fulfilled about it. Mm -hmm. Like, and also not hate me. Yeah. This is the goal, right? Like it's, it's the best possible version. You're growing, you're doing something challenging and it helps me because I'm accountable for you growing and actually delivering this This is a shared journey and I'm going to manipulate you in a, in a nice way. Yeah. Unless you're a bad boss. But so the number one tip is that, um, there were all, I guess, these studies that were done on children that were about um, the difference between shame and guilt, where mm. guilt is when you feel bad about doing something bad, and mm. shame is when you feel bad about being a bad person. Oh, uh, yeah, I know shame. And apparently children internalize shame. Uh, p- children and people, I think, in general, are m- way more averse to shame than we are to guilt. Mm. And so if you frame things in the context of your identity as opposed to your behavior, they're way more effective. Wow. So the, the study that they did, I think they were like junior high probably aged kids, was they had them take academic tests in a number of different classrooms. And some of the classrooms had posters all over that said, don't cheat. And some of the classrooms had posters all over that said, don't be a cheater. Mm. And the people who were in the don't be a cheater rooms did not cheat. And none of them went to college, which is, I mean, that's the bad part. (laughs) But this is magic, right? Like, it's so little. You can just, like, instead of being like, stop being late to all of our staff meetings, you can just be like, I know you're not a late person. (laughs) Label them. Stop acting like one. Stop acting like a person who doesn't care about other people's time. Because I I know you're not that person. Lori, I don't want you to be viewed as blank yeah what how are you feeling about this right now uh excited overwhelmed 
That's uh, I mean, awesome. Could be, well, mostly because like guilt and shame are my two favorite things to so think fun, about right? and yeah. talk about um, and experience full body contact with both of those things all the time. Um, so I, I'm, yeah, I, I don't, I'm sort of a little bit at a loss. Yeah. I'm do, you, do you have cry. a second one? No, that was really You're not going to crush? No, one. I'm not. All right, so it's a top one. That's good. It was really good. Like frustration comes from an inability to communicate. So like if your toddler is throwing mm-hmm. a tantrum, it's because like they're feeling feelings and having experiences Not that they heard. don't necessarily have the vocabulary to explain. Mm-hmm. And that is totally writers. Yeah. Like in like I, every professional tantrum I've ever thrown has been when I can't figure out how to. I mean, like, of course it mm-hmm. is like, you know, and you, it, it, I don't know. It's just so much. I thought this was yeah. great. I think we're done. What? <laughs> it was good. It was no. good. Useful what? news. We gave people what Valuable they Valuable management and parenting tips. Yes. Hey, uh, Helen. <laughs> Yo. Can you introduce yourself? Who are you? I, my name is Helen Rosner. And I would know you from. Um, we've met before. No, I. <laughs> I um, yeah, but. <laughs> but I. But um, why? I write about food for the New Yorker, mm-hmm. which is an, my new job. And I was at Eater for a long time, mm-hmm. and I was at Sever for a long time, mm-hmm. and I was at New York Magazine for a long mm-hmm. time, and I don't feel like an old person. But when I list those things off, I suddenly realize I'm very old. I don't think you're very old. No, how you're younger than both of us. How so long, can fine. you say how long in years you've been working at the food, or the magazine uh, writing thing? Yes. Uh, <laughs> 11, I've been doing this for 11, 11 years. Oh, you're fine. 11 years. You're fine. Are we judging whether or not we think Helen's old? No. I, I guess a, I am. I'm officially I'm in old. my late 30s. Yeah, welcome. Mid, late, mid, thir- I'm 36. It gets better. Thir- Late mid thirties. That seems like mid mid. I'd say thir- thirty four through thirty six is square in the middle. I say this as a lady who's on the cusp of turning forty four and not excited. I turned forty five this weekend. Oh, happy birthday! Thank you so much. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Did you get me anything? I did. If what do you have <laughs> She's in here. your belongings? And I don't want it. But <laughs> if you were to give me something out of oh, your backpack, what would it be? As a birthday gift. Can I tell you the story of this backpack while I'm? While I'm unzipping it. Yeah, the story of this backpack is I used to host black, a podcast where uh-huh. I um, interviewed chefs and people like that. And Vivian Howard, famous TV we star slash her. amazing human being, showed Incredible. up for our interview with this backpack. Mm-hmm. And I was so distracted during our whole conversation by how cool her backpack was that I was not good in the interview. (laughs) And afterwards I was like, hey, would it be weird if I got the same backpack as you? And she was like, why are you asking me this? I don't even live in this city and we've never met before. (laughs) So I bought the backpack. And then like three days later, I saw her somewhere else and we both had the backpack. And I was like, look, I got it. And she was really nice about it. (laughs) And not creeped out. It is uh, a black quilted backpack. It matches my jacket, which I've just brought out. And I feel like it's now my backpack. Uh, what what brand is it? It is um, MZ Wallace. MZ Wallace, which I think of as like the mom purse brand. They make mm. these like nylon handbags I that I think look like diaper bags, and a lot of people, including my own mom, are obsessed with. Um, and so I, I don't feel super positively disposed toward the brand, but this backpack does not mm. look like all not of their other all. things. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Okay, I need to find what you, would you a, give a, me? a gift. This is. And then what would you give? I'm putting Laura, down my microphone while I do this. She's going to turn 44. Fill the so dead air. Next what? month, though. I'll take, I'll take it. March 20. Mm, I don't. I'm What's not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Mother's That's name. not. <laughs> <laughs> Put it out there. It is. Okay. Minnelli. I have a gift for each of you. Oh, great. You get, Chris, yep. um, 
it's a, a nail buffing Ooh, rectangle and each, nice. each side is like a different different finish. fineness yeah, yeah, so yeah. that you can build up to having really shiny nails without polish Thank and you. Lori, you get a shiny silver sticker oh that God, says you are you. beautiful oh it, it, it's a, it is silver it uh I'm trying to describe it. I don't know why. Because um, it says you are we're beautiful. Supposed to, it says you are beautiful. And in you a, don't like compliments. In a, and you have to take that. Well, it's if I wear it and then it's out to other people, I don't have to ever own it. That's right. It's, it's not like I am beautiful. I am. But you're then you're subverting the back. intention yeah. of my gift. You also have some nice lotion, which I see you're not giving to yeah, me. Yeah, you know, it's I stole it from a hotel. So that's I fine. feel like that's, that's re-gifting. That's fine. Yeah, I'll simple. give you this back, but thank no, you. Please, it was, it was, no, your nails are horrible. You should have that. Jesus, they are. Um, Laura, you have some questions. I have some, I re, yes, I have some questions. They are willy nilly, um, mm, willy nilly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and let's see, um, are you, you're, all right. There's a discussion online. I, th I, I know you're part of this secret Facebook group. Uh, Which people one? of a certain gender working in a certain field of writing. Uh, and there's a discussion on there about restaurant pet peeves, which is a very evergreen question. And I have some restaurant pet peeves. I bet Chris does. I want to know what your restaurant pet peeves are, if you have them. I do. I posted some in the oh, thread, okay. but okay. I'll recap them. Okay. Since um, some of us don't know about this group and weren't invited, and I don't think ever will be. I think we should also talk about the the issue of secret Facebook I'm groups. I'm fine with them. Which are Keep them. Enjoy not them. Not the secret. <laughs> um, no, I have so many restaurant pet I mean, okay, I love yes. restaurants, and I go to them all the time. And as mm -hmm. a result, I experience unpleasant things mm -hmm. often yeah. because you know like 90% of everything is crap so the more <laughs> of everything you experience the more crap you get mm -hmm. yeah um I think um so I I my f I have so many <laughs> the three that I think Top about three. right now mm -hmm. like that are kind of urgent issues in my life the first is that I have um temporarily stopped drinking for like mm -hmm. no real reason my mm -hmm. mom is convinced I'm pregnant and I'm not mm. I just sort of yeah, I'm just taking a trying break. it out, and mm -hmm. um, so I often order non-alcoholic cocktails, mm -hmm. not because I particularly like non-alcoholic cocktails because mm -hmm. they're usually bad. They're always very sweet. Yeah, but because um, I know that the beverage line on a check is really important for the restaurant mm -hmm. making their like table minimums, and yeah. it's also really important for the servers to like get what they're hoping they're going to get in terms of a tip, right. and so I'll try to spend as much on non-alcoholic drinks as I would spend on alcoholic drinks if I were drinking. Wow. You're, you're giving me a look. I'm just taking it all in. Because for some of us who don't know these things, what do you mean table minimum? Well, like when a, when a, I don't, I don't actually even know if that's the right term, but like it's when a restaurant's fine. budgeting. Like check average. Yeah, like okay. the check average. We're like, okay, like if you're going to sit check. at this table for Jesus an hour and a half. Jesus Christ. Check man, average. That's the word. Thank know. you. Check <laughs> average. Check table minimum is what? like a club word or something. Like, I wouldn't know, know yeah. that either. They're like, so we're going to assume that if there's four people at this table for two hours, like for us mm -hmm. to break even, you need to spend a hundred bucks a head. Okay. It's interesting that you feel a sense of obligation. And I totally, I relate to that. And I also am very aware of that stuff, but, and sometimes try and like be the good customer that way. I also don't drink. But um, it's I don't I feel like that's that's a very rare thing, you know. I don't know. I think if you've worked in the business and you know the business, and then also if you're a good person, you do try and be that good customer. But yeah. I feel like it's not very. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I feel like if if it doesn't occur to someone to do that, it's not like a bad. It's not thing. a bad it's thing. It's just that I have yeah enough know. familiarity with the industry. And I know mm -hmm. people who work in it that I know that it's a thing that matters, and that sort yeah. of putting the effort into 
like I can afford to spend 20 bucks on whatever okay. like right. salty sugar water you're okay. gonna give me and like I know mm. it's gonna make my experience better because like maybe I'll have slightly more attentive service yeah and it helps the restaurant which I would like to remain open and it helps the server who mm-hmm. I want to be able to live well and blah 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 mm-hmm. so anyway the point is that a thing that currently drives me insane mm-hmm. is that I will ask a server what non-alcoholic options there are because there's almost never stuff listed on the cocktail mm-hmm. or wine list that you're handed and they give me this like blank look mm. they're just like oh and they'll either run back to the bar which uh-huh. is frustrating or they'll say well we have coca-cola products sure which yeah. is not what i want oh. or they'll say well we could i guess make you a lemonade or something and and i appreciate that they're (laughs) responding at all yeah but it's frustrating to me that restaurants are not thinking ahead for this eventuality and sort of arming servers with an instant answer to this question yeah you know if you like sweet drinks we can do you know a grapefruit with ginger syrup and like it's garnished with a pineapple and it's really fun and if you like dry drinks we have like a you know ginger beer that's super sharp and made with not a lot of sugar and we add bitters or whatever you know like yeah have an answer ready and that we're talking like a mid-level because i feel like lately and i've been paying more attention to it i have seen more mocktails on cocktail lists and more more attention paid but i don't know it it, i mean it's yeah i mean obviously this isn't something that i would want from like you know a tiny little like mom and pop Italian joint in like the town sure. where my parents live, but, right. but in Manhattan, we're in talking. Manhattan, in Brooklyn, it, especially if it's a place where they're like, we have a bar program. Like if you're using the yeah, word uh, program, right, mm. which right. for me is such a litmus test for mm-hmm. like my expect. If you use the word program for anything, especially like ice, oh god, <laughs> if you have an ice program, like yeah, the way I approach you is going to change a little. Like if you're going to use program, I'm going to come meet you on that high horse mm-hmm. and have certain expectations. Yeah, they're signaling. Yeah, some things with their their language for sure. So that drives me crazy. Yeah, lack of lack of non-alcoholic. What drives you crazy? What drives me crazy? Uh, Briefly, I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but the being inflexible, uh, seating incomplete parties. (gasps) I absolutely get it. It's nighttime. Mm -hmm. You're working off a a wait list. You got a full restaurant, big parties, all that shit. I totally understand. If you have like a mostly empty restaurant on a Saturday afternoon and a field of two tops and you won't sit one person while they wait for the other guest that is fucked up and bad hospitality and that happened recently and it's just like come on you know it lets people be a little empowered to make a common sense decision it's Mm -hmm. a really rigid thing and i think like it can be yeah and that could be a thing behind a lot of difficulties like there there's this is the pettiest complaint yeah but i was recently at a restaurant i really like shrimp cocktail shrimp Mm. cocktail is like I had it last night. It's so good. Yeah, just it's a few. It's my favorite thing. It was really good. And I have these dreams. Like, my, my like, if suddenly, like, I had a windfall of many thousands of dollars that I was, like, if I had a Brewster's Millions situation, mm-hmm. it would just all be shrimp. Like, wow. all I want is all just, like. Wins. And Lipitor. Like, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I just, like, oh, and shrimp cocktail is so good. And it's never enough shrimp. Mm-hmm. And recently, I decided that. I wanted a particular shrimp cocktail from a particular restaurant that I knew came with three Mm. and I wanted six. Mm -hmm. And so I asked for a double shrimp cocktail and the waiter kind of gave me a look and I explained, I said, look, like charge me double. I know it's, it's $20, charge me $40. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going all out. Just take the regular cocktail sauce 
cup and put six shrimp around the edge instead of three shrimp around the edge. And he was like, got it, totally no problem. And then I was given two separate shrimp cups. Uh. <laughs> and this is so dumb. It's so petty. Like, this is me being like, I demand my $5 crustaceans and, like, I want them arranged the way I want. But the experience of gluttony for yeah. me, of having two yeah. distinct portions in yeah. front of me is so different. Yeah. Totally. And I was just, I was very sad. It's this a step of service that... It feels like it's the same thing, though, where it's like this rigidity where the kitchen mm-hmm. is like, no, the way we make a shrimp cocktail is three shrimp. Yeah. The mm-hmm. way yes. we seat people is right. complete He parties. rang in two shrimp cocktails and did not communicate the plating to the to the kitchen. Right. Because or they didn't read the, they didn't read the ticket or. Right. Or they, yeah, they were like, fuck there you. There should be able to be this sort of like, uh, let's accommodate. Yes. I don't believe the customer is al- always right. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's a toxic, terrible phrase. But I right. do think that like the customer is the customer. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like in the context of this transactional experience, if this person who's about to spend money in my restaurant mm-hmm. would like to sit down for the four minutes while she's waiting for her friend mm-hmm. at a table that will not be occupied by anybody else right. in the yeah. intervening right. time, like, yeah, just do it. Like, yeah. why create a moment of saying no? Right. When you could have a moment of saying yes. Yeah, absolutely. The goal is always to do that. Right. Can I share mine? And yeah, please. Since I'm not in this group, oh, which this is Facebook fine. Group? I don't want to <laughs> be in it. I don't think I should be in it. it is I don't think I have to be one. in all the groups. Yeah. You're not invited. It's to less dramatic than some of the other secret groups. I all know. right. <laughs> so, you know, when you go to Red Robin and they have the kiosk on the table where you can order more fries, you can order more things automatically without having to talk to your server. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you say kiosk, do you mean iPad? No, I mean. It's like an off-brand iPad thing. Sort of. I mean, it's a whole get up. I've thing. literally you never can been play to a Well, <sighs> they have these at Olive Garden. <laughs> Fine, but I'm talking about Red Robin. Okay, sorry. So tell your Red Robin. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like I'm talking about Red Robin. Okay. I'm not yeah. talking about Olive Garden. All right. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I just want the surfer to say, "Hey, kiosk is there. When you're done, I'm happy to take care of you. But if you want to leave, go ahead and use that." to check out so there's some technology being introduced mm. and the user experience is not being you're not told what the usage is so the ux on the experience the human ux thank you the hux <laughs> <laughs> is the bad guy from star wars yeah wow. um is i just I, it's just one comment and i think yeah. they could turn tables faster. do they not do that they just leave you. Most of the time, like, no. There's Most an of object time, no. on the table. Well, there's an object on the table, and I have other things to do, which I get. I mean, it's Red Robin. All I want are fries and give me a decent burger. Decent burger. But give me a lot of fries and keep them coming, because that's mm-hmm. why I'm there mm-hmm. for the seasoned salt fries. Now, you've never been to one. I have not. I Have you been to one? It, I, I don't think so. Maybe once with my family. I don't, I don't even know why I'm talking to both yeah. of you about this. I don't this know. Is is they, I, are they this in New wasted. Jersey? No, but I think that you're, 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 you're talking about something really important, though. I'm, I'm so sincere about this. Like, <laughs> No, I think that like this is all the same thing, which is that you should err on the side of communicating. Yeah, just like yeah. introduce oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing. I would, I mean, I, I just thinking about the idea of like being plop this happened to me at olive garden which i know is not red robin it's not red robin and i wasn't talking about and, olive and, garden. but okay so i'm going to tell a different anecdote about olive garden that may or may not apply to this and you can decide yeah. if it's not you can I'll edit this out know. if I'll it doesn't apply know. but at olive garden apparently because i've recently been to a number of olive gardens they have started having these kiosks on the table 
and they're touchscreen, and you can order things on the kiosks. Can you play solitaire? You can. You yeah, can also play trivia against people who they claim are real but are clearly bots. Yeah. Then you know what they are. Um, it's the same thing at Red Robin. And when I first sat down at an Olive Garden table that had one of these, I, I'm not exaggerating, was consumed by anxiety. Yes. Because there suddenly was this entire alternate method of having the restaurant interaction mm -hmm. that had not been communicated right. to me. Mm -hmm. And I was like paralyzed. Yeah, what I was like, do I supposed I do? to do this? Exactly. Do we Am acknowledge I that this is here? Or is this just an electronic menu and then I flag my server? Do they get paid the same? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do I tip? Like, how does it? Like, Do I tip the kiosk? Oh, my God. <laughs> Does it have rights? Does it have <laughs> consciousness? Can it unionize? I don't know. Can it feel? <laughs> Does it judge me? All right, Lori, you have far more important questions. Um, all right. This uh, is a milkshake, a beverage, or a dessert? Both. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Dessert um, is not a state of matter. It's a course in a meal. Yeah. But if you get it at the beginning. My husband once finished a milkshake and then ordered another. Like he, he considers it a beverage. He like will order like a yeah. burger and fries and a milkshake and it's his beverage. And he like finished it and then he ordered another the way you might ask for another iced tea. Mm -hmm. And it, we were with some other people and the three of us all just like our jaws dropped when he just <laughs> casually was like, hey, can I get another one of these? Like it's a milkshake. It's a pint of ice cream and like a <laughs> fucking quarter gallon of milk quart. That's what they're called. And like he was just like another please. And, like Amazing. So Round two. It sounds like what if he had ordered two milkshakes at the beginning, <laughs> but he said to them, put it in a big in cup. In a giant cup. Yeah. Giant cup. Well, Don't bring me two milkshakes. Bring me one giant milkshake. One giant milkshake. Right. See, like clearly my family has an issue with <laughs> like multiples. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you, all right, well, let me just back up and say Helen is a writer. Helen has written a lot of, uh, a lot. Helen's a very prolific writer. A lot. Um, so I have, I have two. That's not shame. <laughs> no, I have, I have two. <laughs> That's acknowledgement. Unrelated questions. Um, the first one is more like just a slobbering compliment, which is like, how are you so prolific? And uh, what is your writing process? Are you made of magic? Because I you, think you might be. I you write so much? Um, and so well. Genuinely, yeah. I don't mean this as false modesty. I don't think of myself as prolific at all. Mm. Yeah. Um, I My current job, like writing for The New Yorker, is just writing. But mm. all of my previous jobs have been editing. And so mm. writing has kind of been a thing I did here and there. Mm -hmm. um, and I would maybe write like four to ten stories a year, which was not a lot. I'm but talking about like 2,000 word, really smart, well-written reaction to a news story of the week. Like on the day, maybe the day after the news breaks, you've got like a take and it's 2,000 fucking words and it's good. Like, um, how do you do that? And I'm sorry if this is embarrassing to you. No, it, it is. Um, but I'm going <laughs> to dive into this because, sure. Um, Okay, here's the real answer. Yes. The real answer is in a couple of parts. The first and most important thing is that I can't do that for everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there are some topics and some people and some areas of the universe that I am familiar with mm -hmm. and that I already have a lot of opinions about. And mm -hmm. so if something happens, that's like 
the final drop into the beaker of weird chemicals that suddenly makes it poof up and all kind of like suddenly become mm-hmm. shimmering and pearlescent and be like the magical elixir. And I'm like, oh, like all I needed was like this to happen. And suddenly everything slots into bra- into place in my brain and it's there. And I can just sort of like put it out. That doesn't apply to everything. Like I, mm-hmm. there, are, there are some people and they are super talented and they're so voracious in their consumption of culture who can take on command. Like they, mm. you can just be like, point you at like this, like there's a scandal at a university, like we're recalling asparagus, like have takes on everything. Mm. And they're <laughs> fucking incredible. Like they, yeah. they knock it out of the park. And I can't do that. Maybe I can with practice and I would love to be able to get to that point. What is your take on asparagus at the college? I don't know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> asparagus yeah, is, I like I, f- I feel that. weird that about great. asparagus. I, l- I was recently rereading the Alice B. Toklas cookbook, which is a wonderful piece of writing that everyone should read mm-hmm. um and she just sort of offhandedly mentions that leeks are the asparagus of the poor and i, I love that down. i've been thinking wow. about that nonstop for a while <laughs> i don't know what it means i don't really know either <laughs> <laughs> but i think she's so talking good. wild leeks yeah. which are like free you know if you know where to find them they and grow you in my yard oh pull them man they will make you th- i mm, i don't like to talk about bathroom stuff but they you make you shit. only no they'll just i mean if you eat it? enough of them yes but smell. like you just be around your family just don't don't, don't have guests what does that mean you're gonna fart, fart, fart? a lot yeah okay yeah i already do <laughs> <laughs> so you're in flow essentially yeah, yeah, where exactly. it's sure. you've got a catalyst and it focuses yeah. and there you go and now you're in flow and it it comes yeah. forward and and then i think the other thing um is that I just read a lot and I mm. I watch a lot of TV and I go to a lot of movies and I listen to a lot of music and like um I I think that the writing that I love and that I sort of try to model mm. is synthesis like mm. I I think that what does that mean I love it when here's an idea over here and here's like you know a mid-century philosopher over here and here's a tv show and here's a thing that someone said and like we're gonna just put that all together in a blender and like mm. here's the thread that connects all of this that helps us see more clearly the culture around us and ourselves mm. and you know sometimes things just need to be very straightforward like this happened and here's the news but i think that when you do cultural criticism which sort of for better or for worse is probably the category that most of my writing falls into it's not enough to just say, you know, this vanilla cake tastes good. Mm. It's mm-hmm. it's not just important to have a huge amount of context around it. It's the thing that makes it more interesting than the thousands of other people who are just saying this vanilla cake tastes good. Like, mm. well, why do we have vanilla cake? Like, where did it begin? Um, it's f- funny slash weird that I work for The New Yorker now because that's kind of what I... The New Yorker is how I learned how to write. Like reading The mm. New Yorker is how mm. I learned how to write. And mm-hmm. I, and I, one of the things that happens in their feature stories that I think is so amazing, is there are just extraordinary digressions and tangents, and everything winds up braiding together and making a huge amount of sense in the end. Mm. And I picked up from that, and this was a thing that I I did a lot when I was editing feature stories at Eater. This feeling that your reader should never have to go to Wikipedia. You know, you should never, mm. never give them a chance to leave the story. So, like, if I'm going to mention in passing that, you know, saffron, which was super valuable and was the cause of such and such war in 17-whatever, 
like I should spend a good paragraph actually going into detail about that mm -hmm. and not every sentence of that paragraph is necessarily going to tie into the overall narrative or the overall thesis that I'm presenting in this piece but what it does is it equips my reader with enough knowledge of the subject that I'm talking about enough context for the reason that I'm bringing it up they're gonna stay in there mm. um, and so then they walk away from the piece feeling super smart and being like mm -hmm. I didn't just learn about like the saffron paella at this restaurant in Boston I also learned a little bit about like the history of saffron as a spice and why this paella is interesting and blah 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 and then also as a bonus all of these digressions have the amazing advantage of taking up a lot of space on the page mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. fill out the word count yeah I mean, top advice from Helen Rosner, writer. Fill out the word count. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. <clears throat> Clever title, list of facts. Um, <laughs> this is, this is um, we amazing. We have 10 minutes. We have oh 10 my minutes. God, and I was so late. I'm sorry. It's no, fine. No, 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 it's we fine. have a hard stop what at 12 What you just 15. said was so useful, and um, for me personally, I don't care if anybody else benefits from it, but it's so, um, the f I'm just so fascinated by the pro by by other people's writing process, especially if they're like really, really good. And also, I, I don't know if you can a uh, if you can answer My this. My process is terrible. I mean, like I'm yeah. a nightmare. I'm constantly. Well, what's your late, like, like? What are your like? Are there snacks? Which we haven't talked about snacks yet. Um, is there like a, a dogs? I know you have a dog. I do. No, um, I, I I don't have you a process, and I'm desperate for one. Like for mm -hmm. a long time, my mm -hmm. process was that. I had a day job as an editor, and then mm -hmm. I would come home and I would write until three in the morning, and oh like all the good stuff would happen then. And now, I don't have a process, and like I keep waiting for like the magic spark to strike, mm -hmm. and I don't have one. And so I kind of like I like barf a lot of weird thoughts on paper, and then they're all terrible, and then I hate everything, and like I wish I had a process, but my process is basically like I wait until I am about to be so late on my deadline that I'm gonna get fucked, like yeah. I'm gonna get fired, or yeah. the story's gonna get pulled, and then that lights a fire under me and it. I yeah do yeah. something crisis yeah mm -hmm. and I always send it to my editor like immediately like before I have the chance to actually look at it because uh, um, otherwise I just like and then I reread what I sent her like 4,000 times yep. and I hate it completely and then do I you ever know. send a second draft before she's had a chance yes. to read the first yeah and usually that's maybe that's my process right is like I force mm -hmm. myself into this like fucking terrible crucible of misery where like oh my god you're gonna see my failure I have to quickly adjust it yeah, yeah. and you're complicit in my agony it's terrible don't do it nobody should be a writer I can relate to what you're saying I, every time I have an assignment, I'm like, I hope the publication folds, and then I don't have to do this. <laughs> hey, just wait long enough, and they yeah, will. I mean, now it's those wishes are so coming good true. for my anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had some snack. I don't know. We talk about snacks. Yeah, we had some snack questions some from snacks, the public, and I can, but can talk more I don't this know. weekend I mean, about I snacks. I fucking love snacks of all varieties. I agree. Favorite That's snack. Top five. Let's go. Oh, um, Real fast. I really, really like Lay's slightly less salt potato yep. chips because they taste a little more like potato. They're super good. Number two. Um, classic nacho cheesier Doritos. Hmm. Nacho. Okay, just like classic. the classic, just, yeah. like plain up, old Doritos. Yeah. Doritos. Number super three. Super good. Um, nutritional yeast popcorn. Uh, Break it down. Love it. Really don't love understand. it. Understand. Nutritional yeast is. I don't know really what it is, but it's just it's super savory. It's basically like MSG. I mean, all of these, the, mm. what all of these have in common is that I really like salt and MSG. Sure. Oh, my fourth favorite Four. snack is cucumbers sliced up with salt and MSG on them. Fine. Mm. I keep MSG for that purpose. Now, do you do a branded accent like my grandmother did, or is it just straight up MSG? It's just literally like a shaker of MSG with, um, it says something in Chinese because I got it at a grocery store in Chinatown. Great. Fine. Um, I should think of something sweet, but I don't like sweet snacks. No. Oh, yeah. Cara Cara oranges. I can eat like 40 mm. of those in a sitting. Wow. 
they are they're good. so good they are they're the ones with the pink flesh yeah they're navel oranges oh. but they're pink and i don't actually know if they have any different flavor from regular navel sure. oranges but the fact that they are slightly pink makes me like them more it's very are they the ones with the bumpy, bumpy they look exactly button? like navel oranges yeah okay but no they, but they don't have the belly button that sticks they do. out they oh. do sometimes okay. mm. Right, that's what I'm thinking of because I got three of them and they weren't good. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm, bad citrus is so disappointing. It the is. Worst. It's phenomenally disappointing. Yep. Some of those mandarin oranges that they're shipping yeah. now. And that no shit ain't you. cheap. That's right, Lori. Sometimes it is cheap, but they're it's not. not. Uh, we uh, we play a game called Lots of Likes. <laughs> I love that. You know, I don't know if you've heard it. Uh, the you, it is exactly what you think. Lots of likes. Lori, what happened to the lots of likes guy? Fired. He was fired. Yes. He was Helen fired. Was you have to listen we'll to the end the of the first episode with Jen Ag. Okay. That I know you were listening to on the way in here. Just listen all the way through. I can't wait. And you'll understand what this game is. Listeners, go back and listen <laughs> to the Jen Ag uh, interview, episode one, and you'll understand why we're playing this game. We don't have time to explain, but, but Helen, we just need lots of likes. Okay. And we're going to do rapid fire. Don't explain unless we ask you to. Okay. And the only way to win is either run out of time or tell me to fuck off. Love it. Ready? Done. What do you, what do you like? Potatoes. My dog. Going for walks. These really cool Velcro sneakers that I'm wearing right now. Mm -hmm. My husband. You guys. Your beard looks really good lately. Thank Super you. into your Thanks. beard. Yeah. I really like the white streak in my hair it makes me feel like myself Looks good. um i like the chicken soup at atla this restaurant in manhattan where mm. they put chickpeas in the chicken soup and it's really good um i like the fact that i have a little bit of a suntan on my shoulders right now but no one can see it because it's winter and i'm wearing sweaters i like my editor she's a fucking genius i feel like what's her oh name? my god rachel Ahrens. she's the greatest human being on earth i like bill addison the national critic for eater who's mm -hmm. a delightful man I like what else this is a like? weird one I, I I I have a sprained big toe right now and mm -hmm. I like when it hurts a little bit and then it stops hurting and I can tell that it's not hurting anymore and I'm really happy mm -hmm. it's like a yeah. like a really lovely feeling I like being on the subway and seeing people wearing good outfits and I like successfully taking photos of them without them noticing <laughs> I like the app that I use to do that which is called one hour photo and you take photos within the app and then it doesn't put the picture on your camera roll for an hour so if someone were to catch you creep shotting which i'm constantly paranoid of i can be like no no look at my camera roll there are no pictures of you <laughs> that is genius <laughs> but there's lots of other strangers <laughs> um i promise i'm only taking them because i like your outfit oh. <laughs> um i like a group text that i'm in where we do nothing but gossip about other food writers oh that's fun uh, <laughs> have you ever written about Lori? No. Have you ever written about me? No. Well, actually, you have come up, but you have only come up in positive terms. Yay. In con in about conversations way, you've had with text. other people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one. Um, I like fantasy novels. I've been reading a lot of fantasy novels lately. Name it. Um, I just finished reading a book called Library at Mount Char, and I can't stop thinking about it, and it was amazing. And then I posted on Twitter yesterday asking for more recommendations of a literary fantasy, and I got thousands of answers not wow. like dozens and i'm super excited about all of them and i like that i am going to sit down and read a bunch of books over the next few months and mm -hmm. be really happy i like playing stardew valley on my nintendo switch i like taking my dog to the park i said walks 
also the park i like my dog in general i like when she sleeps on my side of the bed not my husband's side of the bed because it feels very <laughs> validating i like that yesterday it was warm during the day but it got cool at night and i could sleep with the window open and it was really nice i could do this for a long time should i tell you to fuck off by now no i think I we tell you you won yeah yes you won you're the winner of yeah. lots of likes you've only yeah. played this twice We've played it five times. Who else have you played it with? Others. Oh, I guess that's right. You record other things with other people. Others. Mm -hmm. Others. Oh, my God. Um, that was great. I didn't really say any food. I should say food. No. Yeah. I like carbohydrates. I like I like being fat. I'm fat, and I have been really weird about it lately, and lately I've been kind of into it. I, I've gained uh, about 15 pounds in the past year. I'm getting comfortable. Yeah. Like my tits right, look great. Right here. Like, so do mine. Yeah. Thanks. That's awesome. Yeah. I kind of like it. I have these really ugly striped pants that I got recently, and I really like them. Like, <laughs> Can I tell you a story that I like? <laughs> My wife and I had a day weekend. It was President's uh, Day weekend. Kids went to uh, the in-laws. And so we just did lots of different things, and we had to return some stuff at Macy's. So we went to the mall, Livingston Mall in Livingston, New Jersey. Sponsor uh, of this podcast. They're not, but I'd <laughs> we'd certainly welcome. <laughs> they're 50 bucks. Yeah. What I'd Does really like. Cost? No. No. But we we're cheap. We're N.A. You should just sell shout-outs. Like, I would PayPal you five bucks oh, to great. have you say, like, one sentence of my choosing on the air. Okay, oh what do you God. want us to say? I have to decide. I have to think about it. I, right now, I have, have a mic. Bucks? Like I can say things like <laughs> We'd still like charge you $5 <laughs> for Cut it. Cut it. Cut Helen's mic. Wait, finish your story about going to the mall with your <laughs> wife. My wife likes leggings. They're the she best. She likes leggings and a long shirt. Uh -huh. And it just said, only leggings. That was the name of the store? <laughs> That's the name of the store. It's like, oh my God. sweetie, look. There's a future. So we went in, and she, she got a pair of leggings, $12 for one. Three for 30. Oh my she God. said, let me try one. Fantastic. Amazing. Wow. Really, really good fabric. Only She's leggings. like, I'm going back. I'm like, yeah, of course you're going back. Yeah. It's a legging store. All right. Oh, my God. Lori? Yeah. Any closing words? Uh, mm, I, have, I have an a unanswered question. Um, okay. I mean, so many unanswered questions. Um, no. Yes, no, ask it. I want to you know. are beautiful. Well, it, the question is, do you read the comments? Which is an essay question. Always, yes. I yeah, completely you do? do. I read every single comment. I self-Google. I, like, search for the links of stories that I've written to see who's linked to them. I, I'm so, I'm totally ashamed of the fact that I do this, but I also think it's stupid to lie about it. Like, yeah, yeah. I absolutely obsessively follow absolutely everything. Wow. When What's do you sleep? Mm. Sorry. You seem like you don't, how would you have time to sleep? I how much do you sleep? It doesn't take that long to read the comments. Yeah. No, you know? but like. Oh, if you stay in the comments. Though. Yeah. No, no. I mean, like, but like you're prolific on Twitter. You you, you write, you you produce a lot of, of words and you <laughs> have a dog, which I know is, is a commitment in and of itself. And like you have, a, you know, you have a, a household and you read a lot and you watch a lot of television. You listen to a lot of music and you go to a lot of movies. I have no like friends. Your life Just sounds no amazing. Friends that's, I, I can't <laughs> believe that's true. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't have kids. I yeah. actually think that's a big deal. Like, yeah. You know, I yeah. would like to have kids someday and everything will probably change. But like, I don't really have to yeah. pay attention to the needs of people who are not me and my husband and my dog. And so yeah. that gives me a lot of time to read the comments and torture myself with how much people hate me. Mm. <laughs> people only leave comments when they're mad, right? Like people don't leave comments being like, oh, this is so thoughtful and nuanced. And I loved that turn of phrase in your third paragraph. Sometimes. Like the comments are always like, you're a fucking asshole you lib dyke who went to smith college i hope you get murdered by your own aides and i'm like oh i apologize that's for leaving pleasant. that content that I'm comment i just that's how i felt 
I love the the link on your website that's like, oh, would you like to tell me I'm wrong about you know a, any number of things, and it's just a link to this GIF GIF that's yeah. just like, what is it? Go fuck yourself, or <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's the best. Well, I get a, I you know the besides writing about food, I also occasionally write screeds about feminism, and mm-hmm. so that just brings, brings out all the of the lovely men of people. the internet to my door. Just some of the best people, and I um. I, a couple of the sort of like weird right-wing youtuber youtubers have made youtube videos in which i have featured like they're not oh like about God. me specifically sure. but there's a lot of like twitter feminists get destroyed by this blonde lady from the south and like <laughs> so i i will get like out of nowhere because i mean these happened like months and months in the past like out of nowhere someone will have seen it and will yeah. be like you know what i should do reach out to that person and tell her how much she fucking blows goats and so yeah. i'll get these emails that are just like hey you think you're so smart. You're the reason Trump won. And da 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 da. Oh, and I don't like the thing that always drives me crazy is like in all of these, they're like, they're like, haha, Trump super sucks and now he exists and it's your fault. And it's like, you're admitting that your side is bad. Like yeah. there's this thing inside of it where it's like, you think you're so liberal. Well, here's an example of you being just as racist as I am. And I'm like, you're admitting that you're a racist. <laughs> like, how is this a win? This lot, like, yeah, no, no dude, it's, it's so, it's great. I love on. it. Hi. Don't, don't stop. I could do this all day. I don't, love talking. No, don't stop writing. You oh. have to stop talking. We all have to stop talking. It's time to Because we're going to lose this space. It's so pretty. It has curtains. and. Well, it's just a quiet, calm space. I love yeah. this. In the middle of Midtown beautiful scenic midtown manhattan thank you so much for coming thank in. you for having me on thank you, i Helen consider Rosner. you my friend i consider you my friend too thank you i feel the same way about you Lori. back at you both of you Lori, you're not my friend <laughs> you've told me that i've been told yes no, no. you have told me oh i said we're not friends yes. <laughs> that was last year <laughs> come on all right it's 2018 we're friends everybody's <sighs> friends now i'm reconsidering um all right great great they can talk, follow you guys. on twitter yes on twitter. hells hells h-e-l-s Anywhere else you want them to follow you? Um, I New Yorker? Yeah, you read my stuff in the New Yorker. It is supposed to publish once a week, but it doesn't because I don't write nearly as prolifically as I should. Um, mm. So, yeah. Twitter, mostly. Everything's on Twitter, yeah. right? Find her there, for I'm sure. there. Or, like, wandering around Manhattan avoiding doing my work. <laughs> Bye, Helen. Don't Bye. be followed. Bye. Bye.